Fast snacks, fast food, fast reviews. Snack Masters Inc., a podcast served to you in 30 minutes or less. Snack Masters Incorporated. Snack Masters. Snack Masters. You'll be snacking with the Snack Masters. Snack Masters. Hello and welcome to Snack Masters. I'm Dooner, here with the human baked potato, MSG. How are you, buddy? I'm great, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm armed and dangerous. Picked up a little uh, plastic toy gun at the dollar store. And I'll tell you something about the dollar store, man. Sometimes they have good toys and sometimes they have junk. And you got to be careful because when they have a half-decent toy like this particular Uzi that I'm holding... It's usually because half of them are damaged. So you got to check the triggers on all them because most of them are broken here. But this one, this one's solid. Snackmaster Jr.'s been running around the house blasting the cat. It's good stuff. How long do you think that, that toy's going to last? They definitely have a shelf life in my house of about, I don't know, 30 minutes. You think it's something he'll hang on to? And is your kid good like that? No, it's either going to break or lose interest. <laughs> you know how little kids are. Like you, Sometimes you're better off just giving them like the plastic cellophane ring from the cottage cheese to play with. They're a lot like cats. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, man, speaking of little kids, in my house, my wife makes the lunches sometimes, I make the lunches sometimes, and usually I'm making the kids a sandwich, and you can't give them like peanut butter and jelly anymore or a fluff and nutter because peanut butter is a toxic chemical, but, you know, in, in the school's eyes, but, uh, you know, it goes on lockdown if you bring the sandwich. <laughs> so you got to use other, you got to use other things. So I usually make like a cold cut sandwich for SMJ. And uh, when I make it, I cut it in a triangle pattern. You know, sometimes my wife doesn't do that, and it, it, it triggers me. So I got a question for you. When you make a sandwich, what's your modus operandi? Well, Dooner, I, I cut mine like a normal adult would, straight down the middle. And, and here's why you're wrong. You're wrong in doing that, because when you cut it in a triangle, MSG, you're giving yourself more surface area to eat. You're giving yourself easier access to the contents of that sandwich. If you cut it right down the middle, if you do it old-fashioned, you do it the missionary style, <laughs> you, you know, you're, you're leaving tomatoes on the table. You're letting the mayonnaise leak out. I have no idea where you're coming from. Defend yourself. What's your contention here? I don't, I don't know. I don't know even what you're talking about because maybe it'd be different if I'm making myself a sandwich, putting on a plate, trying to fish a, a triangle cut sandwich out of a sandwich baggie. It just leaves the bottom half of that triangle in the, in the bag. And then you're digging through mayonnaise and or peanut butter or whatever banned substance you're putting on your sandwich, I guess. And it just makes it harder for the kids. So straight down the middle, he has access to either side with his fingertips and, uh, have at it. You know, I wouldn't let poor motor skills make flavor decisions for me. However, I got another question for you then. If you cut your sandwich mystery style, how do you make your peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Oh, uh, peanut butter first on the bread and then jelly. Is, is there a different option? Yeah, and here's why you're wrong again. <laughs> it's inefficient. If you do the jelly first, then you can just rinse the jelly off quickly on the sink and then spread the peanut butter on because it's harder to wash the peanut butter off. If you go peanut butter first, then you spread it on the bread and then to get the peanut butter off before you stick it in the jelly, you either have to let the dog lick it clean or you lick it clean or rinse it under the sink. It's an inefficient process. It's much quicker to do it jelly first. However, you go peanut butter first. Do you put peanut butter on both sides of the bread or on just one side of the bread? No, I didn't know anybody put peanut butter on both sides of the bread. Well, you know who does? The head coach of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick. <laughs> I'm going to play a clip of him right now making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. BB, PBJ, Bill Belichick's peanut butter and jelly sandwich. We'll start with the raisin bread. 
My mother used raisin bread. She made the best one. The key to it is to spread peanut butter on both sides of the bread. Jelly doesn't uh, leak through in the sandwich. I'll put the jelly right here in the middle. This, this jelly won't leak through because of peanut butter on both sides of the bread. Well, so you hear that? What? That could be a game changer. <laughs> what he does is he puts the peanut butter on both sides of the bread so that the jelly can't seep through. He uses this as a protective barrier, an offensive line to protect the bread That's right. from the jelly. Do you think there's merit in that? Uh, I mean, if you're planning on eating it much later, if you're packing it for later, if you're not making it fresh right before you eat it, because then you're right, it does soak into the bread, rendering it soggy and stuff. I've never really put much thought into that, but uh, well, I guess if Belichick did it, he's onto something. What do you think his like prep to melt time is? I, I can imagine like he makes this sandwich and then it, it may take, what, 12 hours until he gets the peanut butter and jelly in his face? How long do you think uh, that could stack? I mean, that could sit there all day. So maybe there is some merit in, uh, in this style. I mean, who's going to question Bill Belichick, right? Yeah, I, I, not me, definitely. Um, he's obviously a football genius. He must know a lot of things that I don't. It's it's weird to me that Bill Belichick is packing peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to eat. I always envisioned the, them as almost like royalty with all their money and people bringing them food and, and all that. But gosh, good for him. Regular guy. Yeah, no, I can imagine Belichick, you know, not feeling like eating is a waste of time or a waste of his life. So something simple and quick to make, something efficient, sort of like the way he dresses, uh, is basically like the way he eats. So he likes a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And, you know, who doesn't? One last thing on sandwiches here, MSG. I had that party for my son over the weekend. As I said, I served those mini fluff and utter hors d'oeuvres. And we have a special guest review today from Snackmaster Dill, my nephew. He's a second grader, about seven years old, had his first fluffernutter ever. Here's his review of a fluffernutter. So I'm here with Dylan. We just tried a, you just tried a fluffernutter for the first time, right? Yep. What was your opinion of it? I thought it was pretty good. For a, a one to 10, I would, I would probably give it an eight. An eight, that's a solid score. What would you give like a peanut butter and jelly as a score? Um, I, I love peanut butter and jelly. It's oh, just so, so good. to beat. Yeah, so it's less like um peanut butter and jelly. I'll give a six. Yeah. And fluff and and uh, um peanut butter and fluff. I will give an eight. Wow, that's a better yeah. score. Um. So, bye. All right, man. Glad you enjoyed it. Have All a right. good one, Dylan. But speaking of school lunches, we picked a few snacks today that uh, are staples of the school lunch. They're fruit snacks. And we've done fruit snacks before, but here we did uh, the the king or the crown jewel, I guess, of fruit snacks. And maybe not the best one, but the most well-known, obviously, is the Betty Crocker brands. They have fruit roll-ups, fruit by the foot, and the fruit gushers. I also got a healthy alternative, as we usually like to do, which is the uh, Stonyfield Organic Fruity Cows. Strawberry. These fruit roll-ups, man, you know, I grew up with fruit roll-ups, and then I remember in the early 90s, the Fruit by the Foot came out. And Fruit by the Foot, it was kind of like, uh, you know, the Big, Big League Chew, and then Bubble Tape came out, and then there was Fruit by the you know, things being long for some reason was a real big staple of the 90s. I don't know if some machine broke at the factory and it was only able to produce, you know, one inch long by three foot long strips of uh, gum and fruit, but uh, but I don't know, it was, really, it was really popular. And then the Gushers, you know, these these predate my time, so these are a new one for me, but I did eat all of these. Uh, what was your experience? experience with them. Did you eat any of these when you were a kid? What's your review of them now as an adult? Yeah, I think I remember the fruit by the foot in the little box. You get like 10 in there and all that stuff. They're, they're, I remember them being kind of small, but the ones I really remember were the ones that they used to sell in the bins in the produce aisle and they'd separated my flavor and, and it was actually like mashed up fruit. I don't know what other kind of processed stuff was in there, but it was basically kind of a big round paper plate sized sheet that you'd try to really delicately tear off of the, the plastic and the goal was to get it all in one piece. 
face and then just get sticky all over your hands and your face. And but it, you know, as I remember, it was a lot like real fruit. I even went to some went to school with some kids that would uh, harken back to the the homesteader days, I guess, and they would make their parents would make their their own fruit. All right, well, Michael Landon, we're not talking about old-fashioned fruit leather. I'm talking about fruit roll-ups here. Fruit roll-ups are a brand; they're a trademarked brand. I'm not talking about your your regular old-fashioned fruit leather. So, did, so you didn't. You're, what you're saying, what you're trying to tell me, is that you didn't really eat the fruit roll-ups as a kid. So, this is a, a relatively new experience to you. I think I think I had them, but they they're not nostalgic for me. I don't I don't remember eating them often or anything. But yeah, I guess I kind of remember them. All right, well, here's the tale of the tape on these. We got let's see, fruit roll-ups, fruit gushers, and fruit by the foot for the fruit roll-ups, you got 50 calories and uh, seven grams of sugar. So, you know, not awful. If you're just going to eat one of these, not a terrible, not a terrible snack. Fruit gushers, 90 calories, 12 grams of sugar. And then uh, the fruit by the foot, we got 80 calories, 10 grams of sugar. These all basically have the same ingredients. These are all basically sugar and corn syrup mixed together in some form or another. So what's your review of these snacks, Marty? I thought they were okay. They, they definitely don't, they don't taste like fruit to me in any, in any sense of it. Um, I'm not sure why they say fruit there in the title. It's, it's just kind of a really sweet, almost like a really engineered product. I guess they have pear puree concentrate, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're, I guess kids go for it. It's not the worst thing in the world, but I, I'm not going to make these a staple in my house. Not for me. Tell us a little bit about how you felt about each snack. Well, you know, the fruit by the foot and the, the fruit roll-ups are basically, I think, the same thing. It's just kind of rolled differently, if I'm not mistaken. The gushers, those are just like fruit snacks with some sort of weird stuff in the middle, like bursts in your mouth, like the old freshen up gum gives you some weird little splat of something inside of it fruit roll-ups i grew up with them and as i mentioned the fruit by the foot kind of came out in the 90s and then the gushers they came out kind of after my time so i'd never had these before so i'm kind of revisiting the fruit roll-ups they look a lot like how i remember them there's a very waxy artificialness to them which you know not necessarily a bad thing because that's what a fruit roll-up is supposed to be this is kind of i'm gonna try and pick this up on the mic i'm not sure if it'll come through but let me unroll one of these so it's a, it's a very sticky kind of waxy thing. It's on this waxy paper and in itself is like sticky wax paper. It's super thin. They're very bright, vibrant colors. You got the blue and the green, the yellow and the red. The tastes are relatively indiscernible. The fruit by the foot is similar. The fruit by the foot, actually, I took a measuring tape out. It's not a foot. It's actually three feet long. It's 36 inches. But I guess fruit by the three feet doesn't sound as good. Although you think that would be a better marketing point. Who knows? Uh, the Gushers, man. I, you know, I didn't grow up with the Gushers and I'm not going to go further in my life with the Gushers. I bit into those. It tasted like Betty Crocker had an accident in my mouth. Uh, I had to spit it out immediately. But, uh, you know, the fruit rolls of all of these things, I like the fruit rolls best. I, I like to roll them up, chuck them in a ball. Snackmaster Jr.'s all over the fruit roll-ups. And I think his review was similar to mine. He thought the fruit by the foot was okay. He didn't care for the gushers at all. The fruit by the foot has a little bit less of a waxy sheen. But again, to eat that, you probably want to roll it into a ball. I don't think uh, most people stick it in their mouth and let it disappear down their gullet like a magician with a scarf. <laughs> Uh, but if I had to give you a rating on these things, I mean, the fruit roll-ups, I think the recipe changed a little bit since I was a kid. They used to, I remember them being a lot harder. I don't know if that, like, my teeth or my jaw has just gotten stronger from years of being angry and chewing gum like Bill Cower. But, uh, you know, I give the fruit roll-ups a six. 
I give the fruit by the foot for, you know, I would, there's no reason for me to get fruit by the foot ever again, because if I feel like either of these things, the fruit roll-ups are much better. This came in a variety pack, which adds little value because it's diminishing returns by the fruit by the foot. And then you have the fruit gushers, which are uh, just disgusting in my opinion. Those are a one. I would never get those again. I understand that if you like left this box open in a kindergarten class, I guess the gushers would go first. They're quite popular with the kids. But, uh, you know, I guess this is, uh, I'm just not adopting the uh, gushers technology. I am not into it. They're a total and absolute failure in my mind. If you had to give these a rating, what would you give them? Yeah, I'm, I'm comparing these with, you know, nostalgia and what I remember about the uh, the fruit leather, I guess. And maybe that's an unfair comparison, but I'd say the, the fruit roll-up being a, maybe a four, just because I don't like the consistency. They ugh. And then the, uh, the gushers, I'd say those are a two or a three. I mean, my son loves them and all that stuff, but I'd rather have just a standard, straightforward fruit snack. As we want to do, I got the healthy alternative. It's the Stonyfield Organic, Organic Fruity Cows. And these are strawberry flavored. I'm usually not a fan of strawberry, but that was the only flavor they had at my grocery store. These are non-GMO. They're USDA organic, colors from natural sources, no artificial flavors or preservatives, 100% daily value of your vitamin C. 70 calories, 10 grams of sugar, and it's 25 grams per pouch. So these are most comparable to the Gushers because the Gushers are also 25 grams, but they're, the Gushers were 90 calories. The Gushers had 12 grams of sugar. So these are a little bit healthier when you look at the macros. Ingredients too, this is organic tapioca syrup and organic sugar are the main ingredients instead of the corn syrup and corn starches and all that other stuff that the other ones had. The box here, very vibrant. It's obviously meant to stand out to kids. The cows are cute. The fruit snacks are shaped like cows. Let me give them a bite. As I mentioned, I'm usually not really into strawberry, but we'll see how this goes. Hmm. You know what? This strawberry, like I said, I'm usually not into strawberry, and I definitely wasn't into the strawberry flavor of the fruit by the foot, but this is kind of, it is a more natural tasting strawberry. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has solid value to it. I would definitely consider getting these, these again. Snackmaster Jr. liked these as well. If I were to compare these to all fruit snacks, this is an 8 or an 8.5. And as a shout out to the company, I mentioned that we were going to be doing these products. They gave us a like and a comment on Instagram. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's Instagram.com slash Snackmasters Inc. We have a bunch of mini reviews on there, photos of all of our products, some videos. It's it's kind of like a natural extension of the show in a landing spot. We highly implore you, you check that out and follow us. But uh, yeah, dude, these, these are good. I like that the sweetness and the art, it's not as artificial as the other ones. If you liked, it doesn't taste like fruit leather. Uh, and I know the consistency of fruit leather. They're actually, it, you know, fruit leather tastes like kind of just a mashed down and dr- it's like the beef jerky version of fruit, right? That's that's fruit leather to me. Mm-hmm. So this isn't that, but this is like a, any old fruit snack, just slightly better ingredients. Um, I'm definitely, if it's between these two to stay in the house, I'm definitely getting the uh, organic fruit cows. I think they're going to move some units. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, I'll look for him. I can try. This is just a. This is kind of a role re- reversal for me. I'm I'm used to you being more the or- organic type, and uh, odd for me to hear you embrace the uh, the fruit roll ups. What? Uh, <laughs> all right. So MSG, what have you been snacking on? Did we just do this show? Don't you know the flow that we're supposed to be on, man? I feel like no. I feel well, like you're lost here, on today. My wife just found a big giant freaking spider that I had to, like, <laughs> while you're talking. I had to go out and kill it, so I didn't want to. <laughs> So yeah, that's interesting. I, I, you know, I've, I've become a little more aware of what I put into my body since doing this show and definitely had a positive influence on me as far as that goes. I'm not ready to switch over to do my shopping at the, the farmer's market and the, you know, the local health food store, that sort of thing. But yeah, it's definitely made me a little more conscious of kind of the processed crap that I've been putting in my body and buying for my kids and all that stuff. So you've, you've definitely opened that world up to me. 
I went out and bought a Pearson's salted nut roll. Now, now we just did peanut butter and reviewed that on the, the last episode. And I wanted to do this just as a kind of a shout out to some of our friends. That being said, it was a mistake. I, you know, I know I'm making enemies. I know how they strongly they feel about this, but God dang it, guys, don't eat this. It's, this is not a candy bar. This is a trick. This is not a candy bar. It's, it's peanuts covered with a weird tube of like white crap inside. I, I don't know. I don't even know what they're going for with this, but it's just basically a trick to make you eat peanuts, I think. It says they're a good source of protein, which of course, because they're made out of peanuts, but it's salty. It's okay. I think there's some caramel in there, but then there's also that that white stuff that I just don't, I don't even know what they're trying for with that. Is it nougat? Like uh, what's the consistency of this white yeah, stuff? I, I don't, it's, it's, I think it's nougat. Yeah, I think it's nougat, but they can slide it in there with a, you know, a little bit with a Snickers bar because there's so much other stuff going on. But when you just wrap nougat with a layer of, of peanuts, uh, just why, why would you eat this? Why would you buy this on purpose? Who recommends? of this to you, you're, you're mentioning someone gave you a suggestion. I, I've never even heard of this bar, so I'm not aware of it. Where did you get, who sourced this for you? I've got a friend named Brandon that swears by him. A girl named Maggie, I think she eats them too. Just gotten a lot of peer pressure from people I know to, to try these. So why don't you put a score to it for us? Two. Gross. You can have them. <laughs> like, Two. All right. So I'm not doing it again. <laughs> all right. Peterson's not roll away. <laughs> you mentioned organic and becoming more label aware since doing the show. Have you noticed a difference in taste, though, between some of these organic snacks and, and some of these more mass market snacks. I mean, I would say that something like fruit roll-ups is probably as mass market as you can get, obviously. And uh, as we mentioned in the previous, like peanut butter, for example, there's a natural peanut butter versus the other one. You can clearly see the difference in consistency and, and how an actual peanut looks when it's smashed up. But, you know, what's been your experience so far? What have you learned? Have your taste changed at all? Yeah, I think what it's done for me is open up to like what things are supposed to taste like, you know, and, and how far off of that they've gotten when they try to kind of play to the lowest common denominator and make things that say the peanut butter, the mashed up peanuts is what peanut butter originally was and what it's supposed to taste like. But since then, they've kind of added this stuff to make it more palatable. It's very sweet. They've added salt, things like that. But if that's what you're used to, and that's what forms your opinion about peanut butter, then the natural peanut butter is going to taste funny. Like I said, what revealed to me was that maybe I ought to try to expand your worldview. Yeah, and I actually, I'm, I enjoy the, from what I've had so far, I'm, I'm kind of leaning more towards basic organic food instead of trying to just keep going with the process stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, when you look on the label, it's, it's plain to see. I mean, a lot of times we've been looking at these organic stuff. The macros are very, very similar between the two different products, and that's to keep the flavor up. You're getting less ingredients in there and uh, slightly different flavor profiles. I feel like the mass market ones are very, very flavor by committee. They're the summer blockbuster. They're they're going for a very directed flow and a very message where I mean, some of the organic stuff, you know, they may, they might be the indie movie. I don't want to sound too pretentious about it, but you're getting you're getting slightly you're getting slightly different flavors, you're getting slightly different experiences, and that's because some of the things you just can't replicate with natural flavors versus these artificial ones. What I've noticed mostly though, like cooking at home versus eating out, because now that I have little kids, it's not enjoyable to go eating out. So we usually cook at home. When we do eat out, I've noticed that things taste way saltier. Like it, it's significantly salt, like too salty. As does frozen food, uh, especially frozen chicken, because I've been cooking a lot of fresh chicken breast. And I bought some of the frozen stuff, and it was like, whoa, this this is like a salt lick, you know? It almost tasted like beef jerky, salty. And it's interesting how when you are eating out a lot, or you're eating a lot of fast food, or you're eating a lot of processed food, you you don't recognize that. You really don't until you kind of take a break from it. Yeah, I think we've kind of gotten conditioned to where salt is very dominant in our tastes. I eat my lunch at a hospital. I get a lot of hospital food there. So tend to add a little bit of salt just because they, they cut it out completely. 
Yeah, you're right. Anywhere you go, it's pretty much a lot of salt and a lot of sugar. Sure is, man. We're the Snack Masters. This is Snack Masters, Inc. That's I-N-C, not I-N-K. This is a snack show, not a tattoo show, kids. That's right. We're on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Snack Masters, Inc. We're on Twitter. At Snack Masters, you can tweet us there if you want to start this great uh, triangle versus what, what would you call that missionary when you cut it down the middle? What were you saying that was just regular style, standard, standard when you when you cut the bread down the middle? I'm not sure, but let us know your thoughts on that. How do you make your sandwiches? Go to Snack Masters Inc. You can find all of our old episodes there. We're on iTunes, Google Play, everywhere that podcasts are heard around the world. If you enjoyed today's show, do us a solid. Go on iTunes, subscribe, rate, review. It really helps uh, move us up the charts over there and gets more snackers listening to our little show over here. MSG, I got to ask you something here. We talked about the peanut butter and jelly. How about the grilled cheese? How do you make your grilled cheese sandwich? Um, Just uh, butter on the outside edges, two slices of cheddar right in the middle and uh, fry it up, man. You use like the Kraft singles or do you get the deli slices? Fire away. Oh, yeah. I don't buy the Kraft singles. I'm, I'm above that. I, I get regular deli sliced cheese. How about you? <laughs> Thanks, man. I, you know, my <laughs> wife, she usually gets like the wheat bread or the organic oat bread or, or something to that effect. We usually have a lot of American cheese in the house, although that was kind of a flavor that she really liked when she was pregnant. She's not pregnant anymore. So I think she's she's opened her, her mind to other cheeses. You know, I like a ham and Swiss grilled, so we'll get that sometimes. But I think the key to making a perfect grilled cheese is uh, temperature on the grill. I use a cast iron skillet. You got to make sure it's not too hot, though, because you don't want to cook the bread way beforehand. I coat the bread in a thin layer of mayonnaise on each side instead of butter because it's more spreadable and you just want a little bit of fat there to give some taste to the bread. Uh, you know, I throw it on the grill a couple minutes each side. When it starts to get golden brown, pull it off. To never let it burn uh, just to get the cheese melting because I'll tell you a secret. If you don't get the cheese melting in time, the bread's too thick or your your, your pan was too hot, all you got to do is stick it in the microwave for five to you know 10-ish seconds. It'll melt the rest of the cheese for you and you'll be on your way. And then you cut it as a triangle, especially if you have a bad sandwich maker. You have people who just sort of congregate everything in the middle. Then when you cut through, you bring it up and all the tomatoes start falling in on it. So it starts collapsing like a black hole. Nope. <laughs> hey, Marty, what are you going to do with the rest of your day? Clean the house. We're fixing to go on vacation. Need to get ready for the house sitter, all that stuff. Just getting stuff prepped. Well, good luck with that, buddy. We're going to fruit roll out of here. Snack Master Jr. Fire away. <laughs> And he has a carbonite console and carbonite. He is going to get the job ahead and is going one into a wing for kids. He's trying to beat him. If he will close the door in the arcade game, wing cartoon sitting like this. So he will knock it down and close this door. She gets in and he got in there. Now when Cor is going to kick it down again. Java has to go But you know the sack. No way, Jose. Snack Masters Incorporated Snack Masters Snack Masters You'll be snacking with the Snack Masters Snack Masters